Now, today we are going to continue in, the, in the, this sermon on the book of uh, Deuteronomy. We have covered up to chapter 6 last, uh, two weekends ago, and today I'll be covering chapter 7, and Pastor Chu will be covering chapter 8 tomorrow. Now, I want to talk on the subject, victory. Now, in every game, I believe that you have played a game, either competitive or leisure, you want you know, to win the game. You give your best effort, right, to win the game. Now, when your favorite team, even you don't play, your favorite team is playing, you want your favorite team to win the game, right? Now, for instance, tonight, who is going to play? Arsenal versus Man U. Who do you think will win the game? Yeah? Who will win the game? Now, Man U fans, who will win the game? Pastor Chi, who will win the game? Don't know. <laughs> I thought you are ardent Man um, U fans. You'll say, Man U will win the game. How about Arsenal? Is there any Arsenal fans around here? Just uh, leave your... Wow, we have one young, young lady here. <laughs> Anyone else? Who will win the game? Uh, tonight. Wow, don't know. Well, this is one congregation that uh, you're not that uh, ardent anyway as uh, you know, the fan of your, your club. Huh? Yeah, but anyway, when I, when I watched in the, you know, those days in Medica Stadium, uh, uh, I went there and what happened is when Malaysia is playing, even though we know that not so good, uh, but we will, still, we will still cheer for Malaysia one because we want Malaysia, our team to win, right? This is very normal. Yeah, and patriotic over our team. Yeah, so in the same way, uh, what about the, you know, this, uh, you know, this uh, tonight, even the game that, uh, uh, you know, Arsenal, the, who is the coach in Arsenal? Mikel Arteta. And uh, Man U, you know, this uh, Ralph Rangnick. Yeah? I believe they have worked out their playbook to win the game. Yeah, they have a playbook to win the game. Now, you may be asking, what is this playbook? Now, it's a workout plan on what needs to do to win the game. It's a game-changer plan to define the roles and responsibility of each player so that they, as a team, will achieve victory for the night. Yeah, that is a, what they call a playbook. Now, winning the game is not so much about you know, having the best striker, you, we know that, you know, like MU, they have Ronaldo, but not every time they will win the game, yeah? Yes, it helps to have a star, but the truth is, it, victory lies in the coach playbook, which the whole team, you know, took a lot of time, uh, you know, in preparation, in, the, in what they call uh, training, in spending a lot of hours memorizing game plan could be, you know, and they need to go through the discipline of, Sleeping right, eating right, and uh, you know, and work out a set of uh, special strategies just to defeat Arsenal or to defeat Menu, and outline the team's playbook. Now the same thing is true to our Christian faith. What about your victory to finish well for the Lord? The good news is you and I has been called. You and I have been chosen by God not to lose any battle, rather to win every battle that we face in this, you know, in this line. Because, why? Because God is your coach and He has mapped out multiple models of victory in the Bible, which I call God's playbook for victory. And there's so much model of strategies that's here and as you put you know, time into reading the Word of God. That is the playbook of God for victory. That's my title today, God's Playbook for Victory. Let's pray. Father, we are so thankful, God, for today. We thank you, God, for everyone that comes to God to receive your Word. And I pray that you will, O oh Lord, anoint my lips and also to speak forth in clarity by the unction of the Holy Spirit. Let your word go forth in power, and I pray that everyone, every hearer will receive the word, will apply and see the victory of the Lord at hand. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are going to dive in into Deuteronomy chapter 7, and we are going to read from verse 1 to verse 5. 
And all of us, you know, join me. You know, encourage me and join me to read the, the Bible verses together online or on sign in front of you. Let's read it together. Are you ready? When the Lord your God brings you into the land you are entering to possess and drives out before you many nations, the Hittites, Gilgashites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, seven nations larger and stronger than you. And when the Lord your God has delivered them over to you and you have defeated them, then you must destroy them totally. Make no treaty with them and show them no mercy. Do not intermarry with them. Do not give your daughters to their sons or take their daughters for your sons. For they will turn your children away from the following me to serve other gods, and the lost anger will burn against you, and you will quickly destroy you. This is what you are able to do to them. Break down their altars, smash their sacred stones, and cut down their Asherah poles, and burn their idols in the fire. Now, in this passage that we just read, we see that God is preparing the Israelites to enter the promised land. And God forewarned them and says that, hey, there are a lot of challenges in front of you and He is going to prepare you for the victory. So with God as a coach, you know, He has an infallible plan to make way for every one of us to win the battle over the enemies. Now, we are, I'm going to suggest these three steps to get God's victory in God's playbook. The first one, God's preparation. Secondly, God's promise, and third, God's people. The first point, God's preparation. You know, God is preparing the Israelites with a mission to drive out the enemies in Canaan. Now, before He gave this mission to the Israelites to enter the promised land, He gave the Ten Commandments to them in chapter 5 that we went through. And these Ten Commandments is to guide them and the, uh, that the people might abide in the Word of God and to, to know that He is the only God. He is a jealous God and they must love God with all their heart, soul, strength and mind. And in chapter 6, we saw God instructed the people to be disciplined to listen to the Word of God and to shimai the Word, that is to obey the Word, not just as hearers, but to be doers of the word and, you know, in their lives. So all these preparations are very important for the Israelites to comply if they want to be successful in this mission to enter into the promised land. Now, the word of God here is the basic foundation, the laws, the commandments, you know, and asking, you know, the people to shimai the word. It is a basic foundation in, you know, so that they will prepare their hearts, their mind, their soul to move forward to possess that promised land that, that God has, you know, gave them the mission. In verse 1 that we saw, it says, When the Lord your God brings you into the land, you are entering to possess and drive out before you many nations. So God who brought these Israelites from slavery will bring them into the land He promised. So He will drive out, He says, He will drive out and clear all the enemies ahead of them. Now, who are these enemies? We have just, you know, read out so many parasites there, right? You know, the seven nations there. And they say that they are larger they are stronger, they are more powerful, more numerous in terms of numbers and strength. Wow, the Israelites has no way to, come, to match with them. They are far way above them. So wow, it sounds very scary, isn't it? To know that your, you know, your opponent, the challenges that is in front of you, that you are no match against him. Yet God is giving you this mission and say, you can drive them out. Wow. Humanly, you know, speaking, and we, you know, our mind began to, to think about that, that God says you can drive them out. But, you know, a lot of but that comes in. The stake is too high. You know, our mind will start working. The task is impossible. You know, we, are, we cannot fight against the enemies with our own strength and with our own strategy. 
You see, the spiritual world is very real. You have no power against the devil. But with God on your side, you can win the battle. For he will coach you and he will use his most powerful strategy that is from his word. This is the Bible and inside this book is full of God's strategy to overcome your challenges that you face. His word is so powerful to bring down the enemies and he will grant you success in every battle that you face. Now, talking about the power of his word, let me share with you a testament of this family. Now, a family that came to see me, desperately seeking uh, you know, help for their daughter who, who was uh, disturbed uh, by the evil spirit. And they came here, they, I, and I found out that they were pre-believers, and I led them to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. The mother and the daughter were deeply involved in feng shui, in meditation on Buddhism teaching, and involved with many kinds of mediums in the Indonesia, in Thailand, and many countries, and for many years, not just recently, but many, many years. So after removing all the, and destroying everything that is related to their past belief, I encourage them to read the Word of God daily for healing of their minds and their spirit. That the Word of God will restore, the Word of God will reset their minds and the spirit man so that they can have a right start with the Lord Jesus Christ. The husband has no problem reading the Word of God. But, you know, for the wife to read the Word, she has a lot of struggle. Each time she wants to read the Word of God, she felt sleepy, tired, you know, and uh, emotionally and mentally disturbed. So I encourage the husband, read the Word of God together with your wife. Help her, you know, every day. You know, they spend one hour, two hours just to read the Word, and the wife complained that she cannot understand any, anything. And I told them, read the Word anyway, even though you don't understand, but the Word is doing something in your mind and in your spirit. So now you may ask me, why can't we just command the evil spirit to go after they accepted the Lord Jesus Christ? When they accepted Christ, you know, they're under the protective hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. But we must understand that the years, the umpteen years of being, you know, uh, uh, brainwashed by all the teaching before. And I will call them that now they're Christian, but they are Buddhist Christian because they are still having the thoughts of this Buddhism, the teaching and so forth. And, you know, and there is no depth of God's Word in their life to support the spirit man to fight against the lies that's coming into her mind and, you know, and keep on attacking her mind. So, they need to fix their mind with God's Word. And their persistence paid off. Two years. In two years of consistent reading the Word of God daily, now they have the foundation of God's Word to repel, to resist the attacks of the enemy. You know, when the enemy comes to, you know, attack and says something, he says, that is a lie. That is a lie. In Jesus' name, go. Now today, the wife has no problem reading the Word of God daily. And the whole family, the dad, the mom, and the daughter were delivered successfully. And today, they are part of my home cleansing and idol removal team to assist other new believers to drive out the, you know, uh, <clears throat> the enemy from the home. Now, yes, your enemies are numerous. Your enemies are greater and more powerful than you. Yet when you fill yourself with God's Word, you learn that the promises of God is definite. The promise of God is sure to give you the victory that awaits you in each battle. Hallelujah. We want to give God the praise that that is the confidence that you and I can have. Now, secondly, on God's promise, in verse 2 of chapter 7, it says, when God has delivered them over to you and you have defeated them. Now, this verse is the promise of God that I hold on to for cleansing and deliverance ministry. Because the God promise is so sure and definite that the victory is in hand in every spiritual battle that I go for. It says, God has delivered the enemies over to you. It's not God will deliver and set up condition. There is no condition here. And it says, God has delivered the enemies over to you. 
He, you know, this is a past tense, means that God has already given you the victory even before you set into that. All you need to do is be obedient and go forth, and God will execute the victory into your hands. Now, just to encourage you, in the following verses, God wants to affirm you what He promised you. In verse 22 of chapter 7, He says that He will drive those nations before you. 23, He will deliver them over to you. And 24, He says, God will destroy them and no one can stand against you. This is the assuring word of God. This is the promise of God that each time when we go into battle, we go with the confidence. You know, church, can you see this? This is a guaranteed win. This is not whether I will win or not, but each time we go, it is a guaranteed win. We want to give God praise for that. Amen? Amen? It is a guaranteed win. God has gone ahead of you to deliver the enemy and defeated them for you. Now, in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, and most of us, many of us, have, you know, can recite that particular verse. Jesus says, I have given you all authority over all the power of the enemy. Now, he says Jesus has given the authority to who? To who? To you, right? To you. Now, what a powerful confirmation. Yeah, that Jesus has given you, not others, not my friend, not only the church pastors, not only the leaders that have the authority, but it says that Jesus has conferred this authority to you, 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 everywhere. That, is, that you who is a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus says, you have my authority. How oh, praise the Lord. And how much authority is given to you? Is it some authority? Is it maybe you are a pastor? Maybe you are a good leader? Maybe you have served me well? I give you more, you know? A certain level, certain, uh, uh, what I call, level of uh, authority. No, what he says here, the word says, he has given how much? All. All means all authority that's given to you. It's a full-fledged authority that's given to you over the power of the enemy. Now, maybe your mind will be thinking, wow, enemy, you know. Whether, you know, the enemy got power. Yes, they have power. But you have all the authority to subdue them. Yeah? The enemy has, po has power, but you have all the authority to subdue them. That's why each time when we go, you know, each time when we face the enemy, we don't face them, you know, with uh, uh, trepidation. We face them with the, you know, with the authority that Jesus has given to us and we stand firm, stand firm according to the word of God. And when we speak forth, when we command, the enemy will be subdued. Why? Because they know who you are, they know that you have the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ in you. Now, I want you to declare this with me and let this word speak deep into your spirit man. Internalize it. Believe it that you can use this authority that Jesus Christ has given to you. Now, say this together with me. Are you ready? Say this together with me. One, two, go. Jesus has given me all authority to overcome all the power of my enemy. One more time. Everyone in the gallery too. One, two, go. Jesus has given me all authority to overcome all the power of the enemy. Praise the Lord. Believe that. Believe that. Let it internalize to you that you, know, that you do not go in fear, but you go with this authority that Jesus indeed, once he's given, he never take it back. It is yours. Hallelujah. So when you exercise the authority God has given to you to cast out unclean spirit in the home, in your offices, be 100% sure, not 99.9%, .9%, but 100% sure that all the unclean spirit will be gone, will be cast out. And this is the guaranteed victory that God has delivered you and you have defeated the power of darkness by removing the evil presence in your home or in your office. 
That's why you must believe in God's promises and carry out the authority that Jesus has already ordained you to do. And, you know, and as you, the more you do, you begin to experience that this God that you believe is a real God. This God that he, you believe, when He says that He has given to you, when you exercise it, you see the victory, you see the reality, you see the power of God that is working you know, through you. It's not you that is doing the work, but it's God that's working through you to see the successes and the victory in your life and in the life of others that you are helping. Now, how do you drive out the enemies? In verse 2, it says, destroy the enemies totally, or in some verses, completely. Now, some of you may be offended with this merciless directive of God you know, to destroy your enemies completely. That is, you know, during the, the time of Israel to annihilate the seven nations of the people there. Now, you think God is very cruel, God is impatient, too rash, or it doesn't, God doesn't, what you call, uh, con- He has contradicted the word that He has given to us. Now, actually, God is very patient. And I want to show you, let me show you the character of God. In Genesis chapter 15, verse 16, God promised Abraham that he would give him all the lands in Canaan, but not now, he says, because the sins of the land has not reached its full measure. Now, how long was God patient with the Canaanites, the Amorites, and the other surrounding kings of the land to repent from their sins? From the time to Abraham, you know, from Abraham to Jacob, it's about 400 years. And after Joseph had died, the Israelites went to slavery for 430 years. Then, you know, they, they, they came out from Egypt and towards the promised land. And that is, all in all, God has been patient for 830 years before He gave this ultimatum of destruction that the that Israelites can go in to take over the land. I believe if they repented something, God would do something else, you know, to, uh, I don't know how uh, it would be done, but God is, would do something else. Just like in Jericho, when Rahab, you know, believed and repented and believed in the God of Israel, her whole household was saved, and they were assimilated into uh, the whole household of Israel. And today, you find that, you know, uh, out of Rahab that came forth, you know, the, uh, the, the, the promised uh, king that we have today. Now, how many of us can be so patient with wrongdoings of our loved ones, of our spouse, or our neighbor, or friends? You know, can we tahan for 80 days? Can we tahan for maybe 8 days or 8 hours? Are you, are you patient enough? You know, well, you can see how God is so patient with them. So what are the sins of this nation? They worship demonic idols, they, you know, taboo sexual acts, and, you know, they offer children as sacrifice to their gods, and, uh, you know, they practice incest, adultery, homosexuality, uh, harlotry, idol worship, witchcraft, and self-mutilation. Now, God do not want His people, do not want you and I to be influenced and be corrupted by the idolatry of this worship. And to remove the enemies, you cannot be half-hearted. You cannot be double-minded. You need to be very clear-minded. And what did God say? That you must destroy every evil influence. And there is no such thing as neutral ground. So you must make a clear stand for God to destroy the enemies completely. So how do you destroy these enemies completely? In verse 5 and verse 16, it says, This is what you have to do to them. Break down their altars, smash their sacred stone, cut down their Asherah poles, and burn their idols in the fire. Destroy them completely. Show them no mercy. Do not look on them with pity and do not leave remnants of worship of their gods, for that will be a snare for you or a trap to you. You know, that's what our team do when each time we go and remove idols. You know, we come with, we, we will find out what do they have. You know, some of them have a very hard stone, you know, very hard stone. And uh, we need to use hammer drill to drill and deface, deface the idol. 
You know, we, we cannot make it the pizza because it's too hard. So the hammer drill can only deface the eyes, deface their nose. Or some are concrete cement that we need to use a, a sledgehammer to break it down, you know, and uh, to make sure it's all into pieces that no one can use it again. Uh, and we, you know, or we have to destroy those like, you know, make in porcelain or wood. We will smash it or we will burn it in the fire. Yeah, show them no mercy. Show them no mercy and we destroy everything and make sure it is clear and clean and everything in the house, we leave no remnants you know, of idolatry and we destroy everything so that there'll be a clean start, so that there will be no influence of the evil at all saying that I have something to claim in this house because something belongs to me. Yeah? So we clean everything completely. Now, push out all form of idolatry, secondly, in the Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 25 to 26, he says, The images of the God you are to burn in the fire. Do not convert the silver and gold on them, and do not take it for yourself, or you will be ensnared by it, for it is detestable to the Lord your God. Do not bring a detestable thing into your house, or you, like it, will be set apart for destruction, regarded as a wild and utterly detested for it is set apart for destruction. Now, every one of us, don't you want our house to be free from any connection of evil? Yeah? You want that? Don't you want that your life is free from any influence of the enemy of evil? Yeah? You, therefore, you, know, you need to purge out things that belong to the evil or darkness. And uh, these things usually attract the enemies, you know, things that we brought. I remember I went to one house that, uh, you know, that the, 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 the mom called me and says that, oh, my son's room have uh, evil spirits, you know, and uh, I said, when, when did it happen? He says, uh, only f- a few days ago. So there must be something that uh, happened a few days ago. You know, why not, you know, one year ago or two years ago, but why recently? So say something. So I went to the house and I found that when I went to his room, I found that was a feng shui uh, tortoise campus that you, once you bring, you turn it over, you can see the campus, you know, the, uh, those uh, yin-yang campus and so forth. So I, I told him, who gave you this? He says, it's a souvenir from the relative. And I said, this is something that attracts the enemy. And come, let us destroy it. And let us, you know, cut it off. So after we cut it off, the house was in peace. That is no more, this, uh, no more, no more problem, no more, you know, these uh, disturbances to come. So that's why it is very, you know, uh, you have to be very careful that what you bring in, that is verse 26 that says that you bring in to the house and you have to purge that. You have to know what you brought into the house that's causing you problems. So you need to purge all these things out that belongs to evil and darkness that it will not, so that it will not attract them to come to your room. So beside these known idols, you know, these things, the patong, the, the idols of images, that I believe that most of you here who have been Christian for a while, you have destroyed them all. But, you know, there are different idols today. You, you know, that is like a video game that you are addicted in. Or gambling addiction today that you can do it just at home. Or you are spending a lot of time browsing uh, and, and chatting on internet. Things that really take a hold on you. Now, these idols can cause you no, to have no time to pray, no time to read your Bible. And these are idols that you need to discipline. Check through. Discipline yourself to get rid of the excesses. Because some of us will say it is needful today. Yeah? Without a handphone, we can't go anywhere. Without this, we can't go, you know, we can't do that, you know. But we understand that. But you have to check the excesses. Anything that, that is too much, we have to control it. Now, in business circle, some of you feel obliged when, you know, your key uh, client gives you gifts of like feng shui items from your, you know, and uh, they wanted to bless you. They wanted to say, hey, you know, this is very, uh, this, once I put you, get it. A lot of good luck, a lot of prosperity will come to you. And uh, you dare not say no. And when they give it to you, they ask you for what? For your birth dates and uh, for your Chinese zodiac. 
and, uh, and the signs of your, and also every member of the family, not only one. It says, you want to give, give all. So you give them everything upon their request. Now you may think that, hey, I'm a Christian. This has nothing to do with me. And just take it. Like, after that, I chuck it into the, the storeroom and I will never put it in the public. But you are wrong. That is already a compromise that the devil is very fast on. They work very fast. Once they see this compromise that happen, it already, there's an entry point that's weakening, yeah, that will weaken your faith. And slowly, the enemy works through that weak link to destroy your passion for God, will disturb the peace in your home or your business. And before long, it will be very messy. So the devil's strategy is always the same. You know, many years ago till now, he's still using the same and it's still very effective. That is to come to steal, kill and destroy. Slowly, bit by bit, that's what they're doing. So please don't compromise. Be bold to tell your key clients that you are a Christian and Jesus is sufficient for all the blessings that you need. Yeah, just tell them that and you never know. You will be a wonderful testimony for God. Now, I'm going to bring you to this example of Jacob's family. What did he do when there was, you know, something that happened to his family? In Genesis chapter 35, verse 1 to 5, you know, after Simeon and Levi slew the Shechemites for defiling their sister, Jacob's family was under threat of attack from the neighboring enemies. So Jacob called, uh, you know, a meeting and says, hey, you know, to every of his whole household that you, we need to consecrate ourselves. And he commanded them, the first thing is to purge out all forms of idolatry in their interests of collection. It could be just interest, you know, in the lands of the Shechemites. They have a lot of idolatry items that they bought, that they kept, and they know it is part of idolatry. And what do they have? They brought out the rings, they brought out the lucky charm earrings, and that resembles into the idolatry practices of the land. So Jacob collected all of them, and what did he do? He buried them under the ground, that he would never be dug up again. So what happened? When Jacob, as a head of the family, household destroyed all these idolatry items, in verse 5 he says, the terror of God fell on the towns all around them, so that no one dare to pursue them. Wow, just imagine when you get right with God, God becomes your champion, God becomes your defender, and God protects. And this is what happened. So what happened when you, as a head of your household, destroy all idolatry in your house? The terror of God will fall around your household so that the enemy, the devil, can, can never come near near you, because they know that there is a great defender of your faith in this house. So do you want God's favour? Do you want God's blessing that He will place a hedge of protection over you and your family? So go back, you know, go back and uh, do an inventory check of what you have, maybe. You know, what kinds of idols that uh, you have compromised in your home? It could be feng shui item. You know, a lot, I, I think Chinese home, a lot of feng shui items, yeah? Uh, zodiac signs, you know, wow, this year is a year of, uh, of uh, harimau, and they put a harimau there, you know? So, this is, you know, something that is attracting, yeah? But if it's, you know, we are saying that if it's a, uh, what they call zodiac signs that is resembles to the idolatry, then we have to stop them. You know, mystical book, a lot of uh, children, they are affected by Harry Potter's book by, you know, Percy Jackson's book. And these are mystical books. And they did not get, uh, you know, possessed or, or, you know, straight away, no. It was, became to influence and slowly they find that they have, they hear voices and so forth. And uh, it happens in many cases that I've dealt with. And they, they you know, uh, it was delivered once I tell them to destroy it together with him, you know, together with the, the, the children. I destroy the books, ask them to tear the books and renounce it and repent and give their life back to Jesus Christ. And they were totally freed. And they became, you know, one of our leaders right now today in, uh, in Life Gen. Yeah, in Life Gen. They were, you know, he was totally free, finished his uh, degree right now and totally free and loved the Lord. And before that, you know, very hard to come to church. 
because there's a struggle in him. But today, totally free wine because the enemies, things that belong to enemies is destroyed totally from his life that he can start anew, fresh, and have the word of God into this life. So, you know, these are things that, all these are things that can ensnare you and please, you know, be careful so that we won't be into, uh, fall into the trap of the enemy. You know, in one of our idol uh, removal outings, this new believer, you know, kept some very as expensive idols with the intention, uh, you know, that I won't see it, so that with the intention to sell it and uh, recruit some money, you know. So, all that I can see, these are cheap, you know, not expensive ones, but though he kept into, in the storeroom were expensive ones. So, I, we found out, you know, I found out they were in the storeroom. So, I, I told him and I guided him that you have to obey. You ask me to come, I cannot do the job halfway. I need to do it well. I need to complete it. And to complete it, you know, according to the Word of God, all these idols must be destroyed. So, I thank God he agreed you know, to destroy it, although it was something, you know, expensive, and you know, it was a painful decision for him, but he, praise God, that he relented. And you know, today, this family, you know, they are, the, the family relationship is so good, and God is blessing his, uh, his business, and he is still, you know, uh, growing steadily in his faith and in one of the cell. Now, compared to another, another case, this young lady, a new believer, asked me to go to destroy and remove all her past belief with the Japanese Buddhism. Now, while we were getting rid of all the idolatrous items, her temple leader called her, you know, not to destroy the scroll with the scripture written on it, and pass it back to her so that, you know, that she can return to the temple. And, and she was double-minded. Should I? Should I not? And I guided her and still, no, you should not. Make a stand for, Je- for the Lord Jesus Christ. Obey what the Word of God says. Don't return the scroll. Destroy it and completely cut off all your soul ties with your past belief. Now, you know, she managed to slip off and give the scroll to the leader. And uh, she did not cut off the, the idols completely. And it's very sad. You know, because there was remnants of, uh, of this linkage that still linked with these uh, forces of darkness. A few months later, you know, she has no more passion you know, to come to church, and I don't see her for some time. And after maybe a year or two, I, I received a call from her uh, asking for help, and I went to the hospital to see her. She was in bad shape, really bad shape. And the enemies had really taken hold of her life. Now, I've seen those who have obeyed the Lord and they destroy completely things, and that God detests, they prosper in their spiritual growth. But I also seen cases who disobey God and out of fear, and they kept items or gave it away, and their spiritual life it did not go well. So don't mess around with the things of the enemies in your life. Get rid of it. Purge it out as the Word of God says. Don't value it even though it's expensive. You know, come to the Lord. I know sometimes it's very expensive and the, the best way is sell it. You know, at least I can get some money, you know. But, you know, go to the Lord and the Lord will lead you and tell you what to do. And God will encourage you, you know, what you need to do. You know, for me to tell you, it doesn't cost me one cent. If I tell a person, destroy it, you know, this, you know just follow the Word of God. But they say, Pastor... You know, this cost me, you know, a few hundred thousand to you, uh, you know. It doesn't cost you a cent. Talk is easy, you know, but money is mine, you know. <laughs> so I understand that. So I say that, why don't you seek the Lord at times? You pray. You know, there are cases that we, we could not complete it. And we give them some time to think about it, to pray. And when they pray, most of the time, I would say most of the time, 100% most of the time, they receive a word from, the God, from God and they destroy it. Mongantaira, you know, Pastor, you do it. You know, I don't want to see it. You just do it. Yeah? And what happened? Then you find that, wow, the whole family, when they obey God, that is a different. Their faith, their passion for God, you know, rise up to the new level and God really honor the person who really honor God. So this is not a hyper spiritual belief stuff. But this is according to the instruction God has given to us. Now, I want you to take a moment to reflect. What has been said? Is there anything that you need to purchase out from your life to regain? 
you know, your full blessings from the Lord. Think about that. Now, the next important point of destroying the enemy completely is do not intermarry with non-believers in verse 3. Now, this is a very harsh and a critical warning to all believers. Don't start a boy-girl relationship with people of other faith. Don't think that you are doing God a favor and says, hey, by justifying that maybe I can bring that man or the guy or the lady uh, to believe the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a light of the enemy. I know that you may say that, hey, there are some cases that really did well, you know, they, you know, they, they end up very well. But there are also many cases that didn't turn out well. In fact, they turned out badly. So in 2 Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, Paul gives this warning to us. He says, Don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has lying with darkness? You are the light. Why must you get involved and be in one body with darkness? It doesn't make sense. So when you are disobedient and trespasses the word, it is the starting point of your spiritual compromise. Your compromise will give you, you know, access for the enemy to, you know, to deceive that will cause more harm than you ever think. You know, you remember Balaam, prophet Balaam? He was a godly man, you know, and God speaks to him. But he, and, but he was employed by the Moab king, you know, to curse Israel, God forbid it. But he being a man of greed, being a man, you know, for wanting monetary grain. So what happened? He did evil. He taught the Moabites to tempt the people of God to sin through adultery, fornication, intermarry their sons and daughters so that the people, the Israelites or the, uh, the people of God will be corrupted. The moment the Israelites violated God's word, Israel's sin caused them to be ineffective to move on forward. They were stuck in the wilderness for many years. One generation in fact, pass away before a new generation rise up to move on into the promised land. So God is reminding us here, don't repeat history. Don't make the same mistake. The devil will say, it is fine. Or, hey, it is fine to sin one, no? Because you can always repent and after, uh, afterward to God. God will forgive you one. You know, God is very merciful. So don't worry about sinning against God. He will show mercy to you. Now hear me and hear me well, my friends. Don't be fooled by the lies of the devil. You must stop all unhealthy relationships. Stop fornicating. Stop adultery. Stop sinning and start living right with God. Now I know that it is a very painful, you know, uh, it could be painful emotionally to cut off deep relationship as you have matured with the partner. But you still have to cut the soul ties you know, that destroy them before they destroy your life. Now, saying this thing is not easy, right? And I know that maybe some of us are not happy to hear that. But I have to say what I have to say because this is according to the Word of God, not the Word, not my Word. This is, the warning comes from God to us, not my warning. But I am a messenger that God says is important. In such a time like this, there's many other battles that we can fight. Why, you know, should you go into such battle, battle just, to, just to have the pleasure of your own flesh that you are into this trouble? So these presences must be stopped. You must say, you know, some of us say, oh, yeah, it's normal, man. the world is doing it. Even some church circle is doing that. Maybe for them, but not for you. Please don't think that way. You will grieve the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is such a wonderful God, such a wonderful partner. He's so loving and He cares for us. So please do not hurt Him, but, you know, by your intentional and perpetual sins. Now, you know that these sins has caused a lot of damages, you know, in, in families, that the children, innocent lives have been affected and causing you know, dysfunctional homes today. And it's a great concern that you should not take lightly you know, of these negative effects. So you decide, should you listen to God's voice or the lies of the enemy? The reason you must listen to God's warning is because of the next point, that you are God's people. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6 to 9, you know, uh, 
what it says here that, that you are the Lord, you know, uh, because of time, uh, you, uh, I, I'm not going to read the verses. You can uh, refer it back when, uh, in your free time, uh, that verses. That it says that you, the Lord your God has chosen you to be His treasured possession. The Lord did not set His affection on you because of your righteousness. But, you know, He chose you because the righteousness is from Him, from the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is not by your works, but it is by the faith you have upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And that destined you to be part of God's kingdom that you can achieve the victory. So it's not about who you are, but whose you are. So when you know whose you are as God's promise, you know that God is for you. You know that you have an identity. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, in a familiar verse that he says that you are a chosen people. You are anointed to priesthood. You belong to God and you have a message to declare and praise God for you are brought out of darkness and now into His wonderful line. You have an enemy that wants you to forget who you are and, you know, forget who God is. And God is reminding you and I here that is whose you are, that you, you know, will take this, you know, this affirmation of God, hold on it tightly, that you know and you know that you are a child and you are God's people and you are a fam- part of the family of God. Now, I want you to declare this. This is, you know, powerful to affirm you that, you know, that you are not just without, uh, you are not a nobody, but you are, you have an identity in God. Come, let's declare it together. I am God's child. I am justified through faith. I'm united with Christ and one spirit with Him. I'm free from condemnation. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly realm. I've been redeemed and forgiven of all my sins. I've been established, anointed, and sealed by God. Amen. Amen. You are not nobody. You are people of God's possession, and together, you know, you are destined to overcome every challenge. Now, in summary, the three steps to victory in God's playbook. You need God's preparation. You need God's promise, and you are God's people. In closing, why did God place so much importance in the Word of God that you know, I emphasize so much today? Because when you know His Word, God prepares you to move forward. When you know His Word, we know His promises. And when we have His promises that we put into action, we see victory is at hand in our life. So God's Word ties everything in. And the keynote to your victory lies in your obedience to the Word of God. So when you stand firm on the Word of God, you are favoured by God to secure the victory in every battle against your enemy. So no matter what position or what present situation they are in, God is saying, when you obey my Word, He is committed to bless you. He is committed to keep His covenant of love he is committed to love you and increase your numbers so that you may be faithful and He will bless you more than any other people and He will keep you healthy. Such an assuring word from God that that's blessing is yes and amen. Hallelujah. You know, know this. Satan has no playbook to win against God. For we know in the end, the Bible says the devil will be defeated and will be thrown into the lake of fire. That is the end. Therefore, let us look to God today. We cannot play it according to our rules. We need to obey God's word and it was spoken in this God's playbook. As we execute this word of God, we shall see victory upon victory in our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Let us bow our heads and just take a moment to reflect what is the one thing that God has spoken to you this evening? Is it something that God wants you to get right with Him? 
Is it something that God wants you to purchase out of this disaster thing in your life or in your home because it hurts God? Anyone, as we come in this posture, we must say, like what King David says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. See if there's any offensive way in me. Just confess to the Lord with a pure heart. He hears. Hallelujah. You know, among us here, maybe I want to give a call to, to anyone here that you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ that I honor, that I, you know, I give due respect and I love. And you heard this message and there's something that's prompting you that says, I also want your Jesus. I want to say yes to Jesus and I want to know Him. I want to love Him. If that's you, would you raise your hand that I can pray for you? If there's anyone here that you're not, you haven't received the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. And secondly, I also want to minister to those. Maybe you need a breakthrough in your life, in your situation right now. You need prayer for healing, financial breakthrough or addiction breakthrough or areas that you need to take back what the enemy has stolen from you. And in a short while, we're going to sing this song. And as we sing, you just come forward and our team here, our pastors, our leaders here will minister to you and pray with you and for you. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you, God, that you have set every one of us here to win. You are victorious and you're wearing the victor's crown and that's why you say you have given us all the authority you have the Lord the right to give us all the authority everything of God is created by you and we are part of a creation and what a privilege and an opportunity for us to embrace you as our God and be given such such a, a space and a, a position of authority that we can live this, this life victoriously for you, Lord. And I pray in Jesus' name for everyone here. Even, Lord, as we ponder on your word, as we take your word seriously, because your word has power, your word is living, your word has life, oh God. And as we believe and internalize and, and you know, begin to execute and take action in your word, I pray in Jesus' name that my brothers and my sisters will see victory upon victory in their life. They will see breakthrough and they will enjoy the life that you have given to them, that they will finish well for you, God, that they will be faithful, they will be victorious, O oh Lord, to enjoy the wonderful, O oh Lord, presence each day of their life. So therefore, Lord, even as we leave, O oh Lord, this place, I do pray for the blessing for everyone, that as we go, we go, Lord, knowing may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's radiant smile always shine on you and be gracious to all of you. And may the Lord turn His face towards you and grant you His shalom. Bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.